Welcome to the Jack and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Stacy. And I'm Jackie. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast. Our podcast is this lovely oral only recording where we talk about a new thing each month. And this month of May 2023, we're talking about mental health. And we recognize especially after starting talking about it last month, that this is a big topic. Yep, yep. Further, neither Jackie nor myself are mental health professionals. Uh, but we are just two people who like learning about things and discussing them and trying to grow when we do that. That's what we're all we're trying to do here. Correct. And, you know, we're glad that you've joined us. And maybe you are just a person who would like to learn and grow as well. And we invite you to... Uh, I don't know, fact check us, send us messages, help us to improve because we do not know everything. In fact, we know very little about very little little about many things. I find it kind of ironic, but Stacey and I, like, if if you've been with us for very long, you know that we just tend to kind of, um, well, we, I don't know how to say this without it's sounding weird, but we, when we come up against an issue, we just tend to just kind of bulldoze through it. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason that I'm saying that is because if you're listening right now, you might be hearing a little bit of static or feedback and we recognize that it's there. And I just think Uh. it's ironic that we're potentially like causing some mental health issues with our, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Where we're talking about mental health. So we apologize for the poor quality of sound if, if it is poor quality on your end, but, um, Sometimes we just don't know what to do about it. So we just kind of move forward. Yeah. That's kind of how we work. Yep. Which I kind of love about us. And, you know, um, on kind of a different sort of topic, but the last couple of days, um, it's been popping up on my Facebook memories that are like meetings and videos that we did four years ago when we started. So we've been at this for four years now. And um, here we are talking. I mean, we're we're challenging ourselves, right? Like this is a challenging topic and it's way too big for us to address in this context. But I've had several people say to me, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having this conversation. And um, so we're just going to do, we're just going to try to hold it with the respect and tenderness and care that it deserves right Mm -hmm. um but like like you said stace if you're listening and we you know we are i don't know if we if we miss the mark just let us know we want to we want to hear from you about that because we're just doing the best that we know how to do with this topic Mm -hmm. i will say when we miss the mark actually (laughs) just go ahead and let us know there you go we guarantee you're gonna know way more about something and all we like to do is hold space to have a safe discussion yeah. about something. And that's about it. That's all think, we've got. Yeah. The only time the, the mark is missed is when we act like we know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In general, mm-hmm. we're, I think we're pretty good at just saying, Hey, we don't really know, but here's, here's what we're thinking. Um, and so 
and here's some of our own experiences too. And that's where I think some of the, maybe the connection and the strength can happen in these conversations, just shared experiences and, um, and that can be pretty powerful. So, um, so yeah, well, thanks for, for being here with for this conversation and today, Oh, did you already say this today? We're talking about mental health through the lens of faith. Mm, No, I haven't even, yeah, no. I missed it. That's so okay. thank you, Jackie, for pointing out something that I missed too. Because <laughs> um, last time we just talked about it in general and like through our own lenses. And I don't know, that conversation was a little bit like, I think you're right. I think that's when we realized this is big. Like, this is- <laughs> Yeah. We were like, what are we doing anyway? This is gigantic. <laughs> but just, it's important to A, I think we discovered A, it's important to have these discussions, even we don't have any answers. Yeah. It's just important yep. to talk about stuff, to talk yep. through it. Exactly. That's that's good. And that's what we're doing here. And then yeah, it was kind of like, we're not alone. I think that's okay. the second. <laughs> okay. Second part. Awesome. We're not alone. Yep. 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 And, you know, it, one of the things that I found interesting in my conversations with people this last week since that episode aired is um, when you say mental health, some people hear that as like, I'm mentally healthy. And some people hear that as a mental health issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting. Yeah. And so, um, so even just that is, I don't know, fascinating to me. But, um, okay. Well, I thought we would talk today about what it looks like to use the tools of our faith life to help on our mental health journey, health journeys. I mean, last time we talked, we talked about the spectrum, right? That we're all in the kind of this spectrum of mental health in our daily lives. And some days we can feel like our mental health is really strong and we feel like we're we're chugging along all great. Other days we struggle, whether that Mm -hmm. means that we're feeling some grief, some anxiety, a little bit of depression, or maybe we're really struggling and we're at a season in our life, which I shared about in the last episode, where I was really, really depressed and I needed help. I mean, I I needed counseling. I needed my family to come around me. I needed medication. Um, I needed help. I could not navigate that season alone. And mm-hmm. um, thank God I didn't have to, right? So, but on that spectrum that we're on, you know, we're kind of moving around, right? All the time. Yeah. Right? Yep, I think so. <laughs> I think um, that there are some tools of of faith that we can use to help us stay um, in the healthiest um, space for ourselves, right? And I hesitate mm-hmm. to say that because I do know over the years, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a minute. Like people have used faith as a weapon to make people feel, other people feel guilty about their yeah. mental health struggles. So we yeah. are not here to do that at all. Yeah. In fact, let's like take a minute to, to speak against that. What do you think, Stace? Oh gosh, absolutely. I think that even my own, I don't know if anybody did this to me necessarily, but I think I have struggled before of all my millions of struggles is just thinking, gosh, I like this should, well, Mm -hmm. if I really had faith, I should be able to overcome this or I should blah, blah, blah. You fill in the blank. I should not struggle in this way. I should feel just grateful all the time. I mean, you know, 
for God loving me and whatever. <laughs> I should not feel depressed. I should be able to. Anyways, to me, I should it all over myself right. all the time because I don't know where I got it, really. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So I think that's a really, really important place to start. Like there is no shame, not one ounce of shame in any kind of struggles that you're having, any mental health struggles that any of us are having, right? Like mm-hmm. let's, let's start with that as our foundation, right? I mean, yep. we, there is no should there, there is no shame. And, and that's not just us saying that that's, that's biblical. Um, There is no shame in our struggles um and yeah so you're right that it's super unhelpful and not only it's devastating really when you're already struggling with something and then heaping shame on top of it it's never helpful it's not like it's um you know we we've talked about the difference between guilt and shame as defined by Brene Brown and how you know you know a little bit of guilt is very different than shame. Right. Guilt says, I did that thing and I don't really like it. So, okay, a little bit of, oh, uh, well, I behaved badly or I, re- I responded in a way I'm not proud of or whatever. That's guilt. And then I can change it. But it's like, I did that thing that I want to change. Shame says, I'm bad. I'm right. wrong. Right. And it's never helpful to, never. to think that. And it's just simply not true. Like, you're, you are more than whatever struggle you're going through and you're more than like the worst thing you've ever done. Um, Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. You are more than even if you continuously do things because you just can't figure out how to stop doing it yet. Yep. Um, You're more than that. Yep. That's, that's just stuff you're doing, but it's not who you are. Right. Right. And you know, on the other hand, we talk about this quite often, like how we can hold two things at the same time. You know, sometimes we fall into the lie that um, it's one thing or the other, right? So I think that we need to make sure that we're not feeling shame and that we're not um, putting too much on ourselves in terms of responsibility to fix our own mental health when that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. So if we need, yep. when we need counseling, when we need people to help us, when we need medication, that it's, it's important that we acknowledge that and we don't try to carry those things alone. And also we can hold in the other hand to the truth that there are things that we can do when we are capable of them, that there are things that we can do that, that do make a difference, that can make a difference in um in our pursuit of being the healthiest mentally the healthiest that we are able to be right and so I think I just want to talk about that today like what are some things what are some tools that we have in our faith toolbox that can help (laughs) those cheesy sounding sorry to sound cheesy that was that can um that can help us and so I think one of the things that came to mind as I was just reflecting on my own mental health stuff um, is that I, I do remember, and it's been many years for me um, since those really dark days, but I do remember feeling hopelessness mm-hmm. in that darkness. And so just the reality that that faith offers hope, that Jesus offers hope for tomorrow, for a better, you know, for for things to get better and for um, 
just hope in general, I think that piece of our faith can really be something to grasp onto when we're feeling a little bit like we're struggling. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it's been something that I've almost had to use as like a, like a mantra for myself. And it's really, um, it's been a helpful thing to me. So how does, how does hope in Christ play into your kind of mental health walk space? Is that something that resonates with you? Well, you know, I've shared, I think a few times is that when like in my darkest times, well, I've had many of them, but one dark time, I shall say when I was just devastated and I felt trapped and I was confused and I was so mad at God um, that I began to like practice time, putting aside time to really to yell at God (laughs) practice for quite a while there. And what I discovered there was my, my commitment to time was I was rewarded with hope. Not that my circumstances were different, but that my, I was reminded of God's presence. Yes. I think I talk about that a lot is, like when God really truly became like Emmanuel for me, um, where I, where I gained that hope was when I went and brought just like, really God, this is my life. This is what you had in store for me. I'm pissed off. I am angry. And why? And that's, God can handle our struggle and anger and frustration and all the things, not just like, dear God, with your hands folded, thank you for today. You know, not just gratitude. God's uh, our God of everything and God with us. And um, that's where I found hope. Yeah. Even though my situation did not change. Because not only can God handle it, but God wants to walk through those moments with us, right? God wants to be in the darkness with us. And um, so I think that's really powerful when you share that, Stace. I really, I really, um, yeah, it really resonates with me a lot. Um, thank you for sharing that. Thank um, you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the hope. The hope is a huge piece. Um, another piece that came to mind for me, I remember, I'm not sure if I shared this last time, but I, when I was kind of going through this particular season, actually, no, this is a different season when I was, when things were for me, um, it was a few years later and I was living in Orange County. So I was like 20, I'd already graduated from college. I was in my early twenties and just kind of lost and purpose less um and sad I mean I was sad and um I had two gals that at at the time it felt like it was just chance that they were in my life one was um Mm -hmm. my mentor teacher when I was becoming a teacher and one was a parent in the class that I where I was teaching and um they both just like came alongside me and and noticed me and poured into me. And one mm-hmm. of them in particular, Gloria, I don't know if she ever listens, but if you're listening, Gloria, she made me a mixtape. <laughs> oh, does anyone know what those are? Right, exactly. The mixtape had worship music on it and specifically worship music that was meaningful to her. And I would, this is, 
so quintessentially 1990, whatever it was, two or three, I would, on Saturday mornings, I was just, I felt very lonely and I didn't know a lot of people. I had just moved down there and I would <laughs> put on my, um, my biker shorts and I would strap on my, um, what are they called? Um, rollerblades. That's say rollerblades. Rollerblades. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I would grab my, oh gosh, words are escaping. What, what did we listen to music on? Like a Walkman? I would grab my Walkman and I would put my mixtape in it and I would rollerblade from Newport to, um, wow. I don't know, just up the coast to Huntington, I think, and back. And I would listen to this worship <laughs> and like, I, right? And uh, please get us a picture of that, Jackie. Oh, I wish that picture. the picture existed. I really do. I don't, that I know of nothing, no picture exists of that. So uh, you'll just well, have to it. <laughs> We're gonna have to reenact it. Ah! Biker shorts. Uh, what are those sweatband things for your legs? Leg warmers. <laughs> sweatband things for your legs. And I would just cry. I mean, I would just bawl. And I would just remember listening to these worship songs, and God just like met me. And so I guess, I mean, a lot of things come up in that memory. But just this idea that when we are low or when we're not, you know, feeling super strong in our mental health. Like there are people around us who show up for us, community mm-hmm. and people who also share our faith. And if we can, if we allow them to, if we open up to that, if we're vulnerable enough to share that, hey, I'm struggling right now. I think that that can be a really powerful faith tool that we can use to kind of get through some of those harder times. Mm-hmm. I know you have stories like that too, Stace, more recent ones even. I mean, I have more recent ones too, but. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah just so many people have showed up for me because. I needed them to, yeah. And, you know, when you don't tell people that you need them, it's really hard for them to show up for you. <laughs> and turns it turns out they don't know. Cause we all think there's a song and it's totally a Christian song that I love and who sings it is Matthew West. And I listen to it all the time on Sundays. I only listen to Christian music. It's like a thing, a personal rule that I have. Oh, I love it. So like, give myself, I don't know, just like it's, it's my thing. Yeah. And so I, um, he has a song and it says rule number one, everybody's life is perfect except yours. And, and then he's like, the truth be told, the truth is rarely told. You say, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But I'm not, I'm broken. And then he goes on and it's basically like my, the song of my life. This is my life's song, I think, because <laughs> yeah. he's like, you know, what, like, what are we doing? And the only way to get through that is by just telling the truth. Like yeah. now, now, of course, there's like some boundary lines there, uh, of course, right? TMI and all of that. Like not everybody's going to be able to help you, but, but certain people, you, you know, there's people in your life and we all do want to help each other. So I'm not going to go maybe too far into that, but. That's a song that I love. love, I love. And I'm not sure you know that one. I'll have to find it. Oh, uh, girl. I like it. Uh, and, you know, I think what you said, too, is really smart. Like, you do you do need to have healthy boundaries around who you choose to share with. And they have to earn that, you know, that, that trust. Yeah. But um, when you do that, I think it's so powerful to share. And, I mean, I feel like nine times out of ten, even though it's so terrifying initially, having that... Um, being brave enough to share that with someone 
always mm. results in like a closer relationship and that whole me too moment that we talk about all the time like uh-huh. nine times out of ten the person that I share that vulnerability with is like oh my gosh yes me too yep. or, that's happened to me or I feel that pain with you or or I want to walk through this with you and um it's it just takes being brave and, and asking for the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but, um, but I do think that Christian community, we, you know, it really can provide support and connection and empathy and, and things that are really important when we're having, again, a minor mental health crisis, you know, not a major one where we need much greater tools, but, um, yeah. but even people can help you to guide you there. And yes, and it's yes. okay that, we all go through different seasons and different stages in life. And again, this is not, there's no shame and it's not necessarily who you are. It's just what you are, you're struggling with right now. Absolutely. Big, small, whatever it's. um, Yeah. 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 All right. Well, and then, you know, this one, um, I don't, I, 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 I'm open to some pushback from you on this space. (laughs) You know, someone recently, in fact, just today asked me, do you and Stacey ever like fight? Do you ever like really disagree (sighs) on something? And I'm like, I mean, not definitely. I mean, no, (laughs) we've had our moments of like slight disagreement, but we've never fought. So maybe this will be the moment, Stace. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, um, so I, I will say that the times, some of the times in my life, and again, this is separate from like a clinical thing that I, which I have also had that I need help for, but in times where, where I have been, had the most internal angst in my life mm-hmm. have been times when I have been, had the most incongruence between who I believe myself to be and who I'm behaving as. Mm. I, I don't want to like, I don't want to talk about like behavior management because that's gross and icky and who cares? And I'm not about behavior management. Um, but I do want to talk about for me, if I believe myself to be a person who cares about other people and, and yet I'm not behaving that way for whatever reason, whether I'm too busy or I'm distracted or I'm feeling selfish or whatever, that incongruence in my life causes something very, um, just uncomfortable in my spirit Uh and that's just one example there's like probably 20 I don't know how many examples there are but so that for me is um a moment where I have to stop and go what is this discomfort I'm feeling what is this you know like I don't know just how to describe it other than just like yuckiness like I just feel like this cloud of discomfort you know and often when I just can stop and say okay Lord, help me see, you know, where that incongruence is right now, or, um, you know, help someone around me point it out, which is painful and maybe even more uncomfortable, but <laughs> mm. sometimes works too. Like when I can ask God to enter into that process with me and help me find that incongruent spot in my life, it's never perfect. I'm never going to fix it a hundred percent, but when I can bring that more into congruence for myself, that peace that comes from that helps me so stinking much and again it's like my own things right it's like mm-hmm. I get to decide what that thing is it's not something anyone else puts on me but that congruence between who I believe myself to be or who I want to be and how I'm actually behaving 
that's super important for my own personal mental health. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? No, I do agree with you big time, actually. Okay. I, I don't, I think this is true. And I think what you're, you know, and we've had these topics before of values, integrity, our mission. And what's sometimes hard, and I think you are right, it leads to mental health struggles and in faith is like, is this my faith? Or is this like the faith people told me to be? And I think that's when, um, I, I highly agree that it's your personal value system and your personal code of integrity. Um, and I could throw out really an example. Um, and I think this is it. I, the, the, like, uh, what's the right word for like charismatic or whatever the Christian, let's just say like the generic Christian church of the United States. Um, some will say, that the Bible says homosexuality is wrong. Right. And I would kind of read the Bible and I'd be like, I'm not sure if I'm like reading that exactly the way. Anyway, this may be a controversial subject that I'm bringing up. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm sort of surprised you're going there. Okay. I know. Okay. Well, th- I think that's where I, um, it's just an example of like, I had to kind of go, well, is that something that I believe? Or is that something that I don't like? I had to make it, I had to understand. I mean, then there's lots of big controversial topics like that where I had to be like, what, what, what is this faith thing? Is this my value and what I am feel like I'm standing in integrity? Um, or is this just something that I heard or that other people are maybe putting on me? And I don't know if that's where you were going with this because, but because I was name, I'm naming something specific. I mean, oftentimes it's really just like, I know how I want to be and how I want to be welcoming and kind. And that's one of my big values is including people and bringing people together. And am I doing that? And if I, if I'm not, or if I look around and I'm like, I'm not talking to people or I'm, I can tell people are kind of offended by me or don't feel included or something. That's when I don't feel like I'm in line with my value and my integrity. Right. Um, and then, so I, I, those are some things that I was thinking of when you were. Yeah. It really, mm-hmm. it really can be from the tiniest little thing to the hugest thing. Right. And, and right. Like big controversial stuff right. or little things like right. just one interaction with somebody where I'm like, ah, I mean, yep. actually specifically I can say, a couple of years ago, I was trying to write these thousand things that I'm grateful for myself. And I was going to do like, there's this book called 1000 gifts that I had read years and years ago. And it was about being grateful every day. And I, in one year, I wrote down a thousand things that I was grateful for. And then I thought I'm going to do the thousand gifts, but it's going to be about me. It's going to be harder because I could be grateful for lots of things for other people, but it's a lot harder for me to like, think of things I like about myself. And uh, one And so I was doing some of it like on social media and I was like, I don't like it when people are disingenuous and I don't talk badly about people and I, or I don't laugh at other people's expense. No kidding. The next day I was somewhere and I made kind of a little joke. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, I am laughing at someone else's expense right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This was no one else's rule for me. This was something I said was my value the day before. And I said something like kind of, I meant it just like to be offhanded joke. 
Right. It is burned. It is burned in my soul ever since then. Like Stacey, you were not in line with your integrity, what you claimed. And I don't know if the person hearing me had any clue. Um, I mean, just like a little joke and about my like (laughs) ex-husband and I was like, that felt really gross. Yeah. I did not like that at all. And ever since then, I have really, really, really tried not to ever, ever say anything about him that would be outside of what my value is, my integrity. It's so good. I, you know, I, I think, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought on that. But sorry. <laughs> thank you for sharing that example because that's a really good one. And it's, I just think that that is really important for us to keep in mind. And I guess I guess what I wanted to say is that a life of faith is not like a an easy, simple, like you're just like, okay, I believe. And now everything's easy, right? And so yeah. um, it is, it's a constant um, readjustment of our like you know, we're like that whole analogy that James Clear uses in his book about about habit stacking or about, pardon me, what's it called? Um, his habit, his book on habits, whatever it is. Atomic uh, habits. Atomic yeah. habits, that's it. You know, this idea that we're constantly adjusting where the nose yeah. of our airplane is pointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's just small adjustments, right? And so love that you were aware of that you were self-aware and you you messed up and we're going to mess up. And I think that's a really great transition to kind of my last idea around faith is that a life of faith is work. It is, um, it's a constant, um, communion with God. It's a constant inviting him in to be a part of our lives. It's a constant remembering of the grace that he offers us through Jesus Christ. It's a constant remembering of the grace that covers everything that we do and forgiveness that covers everything we do that so that when we do mess up like that, Stacey, because we all do that, right? And when we do screw up, we can say, Lord, I screwed up and we can apologize if we need to, and we can receive forgiveness that's already been given to us. And, um, that, that for me is super powerful too, because I can kind of enter into a shame space and, and live there mm-hmm. if I let myself, mm-hmm. but, the, but the reality is that grace and forgiveness are available to us through faith in Christ. And so that is a powerful, um, way for me to fight shame and shame is major um problem in my mental health can be a major problem in my own personal mental health so if we can somehow through like you said listing things that are we're grateful for or you've talked about your time where you just kind of sit and sometimes you read the bible and sometimes you pray and sometimes you just stare at the wall i do similar things but if we can use some of those tools to receive and be an awareness of our receiving of God's grace and mercy and goodness and peace that passes understanding and joy and love and forgiveness for the times that we mess up, that all of those things can help us to bolster our mental health in positive ways. And again, it's not going to help if you're in a crisis. It's not, um, I mean, it is going to, pardon me, it's not going to solve the problem necessarily if you're in a crisis. Yeah. You need more help than that. But in our everyday mental health battles, those tools are really, really powerful. And God gives us those tools. Um, they're a gift to us. And so I guess for me, I just want to encourage all of us to remember, just to like stand in the, in the remembering of that goodness and that grace and that forgiveness that we have um, as we, you know, work to be as mentally healthy as we can possibly be. Mm-hmm. 
that's my thought. Beautiful. Well, that's our via con Dios for the end of our episode is so repeat that standing in the remembering. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can take out the standing in. Maybe just remember. I like it. I don't know. I kind of like it. I okay. like, I like putting myself physically. I think it grounds me. Oh, I like, yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. When yeah. I can like stand somewhere and like put my, plant my feet on the ground and be like, yeah. this is where I'm going to remember. Yeah. I like that like, too. Mark a freaking spot in your floor of your house. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And just remember um, that you don't have to be anything that you're not. You don't have to mm-hmm. achieve any kind of status or goal or you, you just get to be loved by Jesus and exactly who you are and how you are. And it's all covered in grace and love and peace. Yep. There you go. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us. And if you guys want to ever talk to us about that or have something to share, please contact us. Send us a message on Facebook, on Instagram, at uh, the Jackie and Stacy show at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thanks, Bye. you guys. Yep. Bye, Condios. <laughs>